This episode of Fever Talk is brought to you by... Finny Berry Boom Boom Santa Claus. <laughs> Finny Benny Boom Boom Santa Claus? Which is the new hot Santa Claus toy for this Christmas. You buy it and he just like twerks the whole time. Um, also, his name is technically Benny. <laughs> So, so he's like, like he's a fake Santa. So it's like that's the Santa Claus type of thing, like Tim Allen's. Oh, he's a fake Santa. I yeah, so he's like, like a mall Santa. See, I feel more like Santa Claus is a title, you know, like oh. like emperor or king, and so like Christ, like like Christ. So this is just like Benny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is Benny? What is that? What is that part about? Uh, well, that's 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 the term that's for what they him. Call him in the South. Benny Ben. Yeah. Benny. Benny Benny. That's his like his name. That's his dance name. <laughs> So he's Binny Benny is his dance name, but then he's like moonlighting as Santa Claus at Christmas. This is a movie that's coming out that we're sponsored by. Uh, I said a toy, but you can buy the toy version. Because the toy of, comes from the movie. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Like you want to yeah. you want to get the toy where he's just like twerking the whole time, um, and that's Binny Benny. Uh, I'm just double checking the sound on this before oh, we go I any really further. Hope it is. It's good. All right, so. Uh, to, get, to claim your uh, 20% discount on movie tickets to see Biddy Betty's Christmas time Santa Claus fun round. That's the name. Bit of a long title. <laughs> uh, just uh, enter the promo code. Zippy Zoopy Zoom Zoom. Zippy Zoopy Zoom Zoom. Uh, to any purchase at any cinema in the world. That's how big time we are, folks. <laughs> That's how big time we I are. I mean, what do you get? You get a discount. You get a 20% discount on your tickets. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, now on with the podcast. These are getting out of control. I think you came up with a really good idea. <laughs> it took us, we took us a long time to get there. Alright, uh, folks, this is the As Promised um, podcast after my birthday. My birthday was yesterday. Yay, happy birthday! Happy birthday to me! And Thanksgiving was Thursday. That's so true. So happy belated Thanksgiving, everyone. It's, it was just a, a magical holiday weekend it really for everyone. It was. It's, I mean, for us, anyway. It's yeah. been so lovely and restorative. Restorative? Ooh, I don't want to use, like, shaming words, like lazy. I want to say it was restorative. That's true. I mean, sometimes you, know? you got to be lazy That's to feel good. Yeah. Because yeah. we work hard. Uh, so we, uh, as we mentioned in the last podcast, we had a movie day yesterday where I made Darcy watch whatever movie I wanted. And this year I wanted to watch, make her watch Point Break, the classic 1991 movie with starring Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Oh, I had forgotten that until I was looking it up last night after we watched it. I had totally forgotten it was Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. And, um... And then the other movie was uh, The Last Jedi, which was a Star Wars movie starring a shit ton of people. And uh, I also, as a kicker, I did make Darcy watch, like, I would say the first half an hour? Yeah. The first half an hour You of... put me through three hours of Star Wars. This is true. It eventually became three hours. But I, watched, I made her watch the first 30 minutes of The Force Awakens just so she could see the introduction of all the characters. Because if we're watching a sequel, I, f- I felt like knowing where they all came from and how they inter- and how they got into the story was probably important or at least worth knowing. Did you think it was helpful? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think because it would have just solved a lot of like questions during the film. Yeah, of, like, who's no, this guy? I, it was helpful. Okay. It was. Yeah. Taking a sip of whiskey. But I think that made the. Um, Jedi, the last Jedi, 
seem even longer because I had already spent a half an hour. This is true. And I tried, man. I tried. You're breaking a lot of hearts right now, Darcy. I tried with that, but I can't do it. I can't. But this is. But we know. We knew this going in. No, this is I not knew. A genre that I like. Um, thing. Which is, which is big budget action movie is the yeah. genre that you don't like no. essentially. Right. Um and. Yeah, we knew so we knew going into it that you you wouldn't you probably wouldn't love it, but I, I was fascinated to see if there was anything that you would like within it. And there are things that I did like. Yeah, right. Um, but really, I tried, and we talked about this. It was I really gave up on trying. I would say around the two hour mark when they were on that moon thing and yeah. that's when I was like oh my god there's more oh re- really well I have to say personally when I was watching it even in the cinema the first time round, that felt like overstepping the mark because I felt like okay the story was that everyone kind of ran away from that chase scene yeah. and so they, they a few of them escaped and I thought like okay that's your end point yeah to have the showdown with like Luke and Kylo it just felt like tacked on at the end even though and this is what we talked about I liked that I, I, I did you and liked I, the showdown I liked the showdown I liked everything at the island with Ray and Luke yeah um, I actually could have done with more of that I right. could have done with more of Ray and Luke and uh, yeah, I thought Mark Hamill's performance was really good. Mm. I I really liked all that. Obviously, I loved the Porgs. I mean, obviously, you knew yeah. I was gonna love them. <laughs> and what else did I like? Um, you liked Yoda. Oh, he's so gorgeous. And I really liked Kelly Tran's performance. Um, yeah, even though her story wasn't doing anything for you. No, it was until it wasn't though, because I because as, as soon as she was introduced, I was like paying attention. I was like, oh, oh, cool, cool, cool character, like right. it, yeah. cool character, good actor, like it. So as soon as she was introduced, I was like, I was paying attention. Yeah. But then it once again, it it like lost me towards the end of it. When they were like on the other ship. Yeah. When they had like snuck on aboard the Empire yeah, ship. Yeah, and then I was like, oh god, now I'm just looking at more stormtroopers, and I'm just looking at more things that aren't people, and like yeah. it, it just that's when I'm just like, Bleh. well, that's because that's the thing. That's when you because I I figured that you would hate the Empire as bad guys because they're kind of oh, like I a hate, faceless thing. Yeah, I ha- yeah I don't because like it. I've noticed that in general, unless a bad guy is a human who's developed, yeah, you can't really give a shit about whether or not the good and the bad guy win. Yeah, because like especially just why you kind of hate monsters as a bad guy or like Alien for example, you hated like yeah. creatures as bad guys. Yeah. So They're I kind of knew that would be a thing for you. But I thought that you might be a little bit kind of like into Adam Driver's uh, character because while he's like, you know, he's a surly teenager, I thought at the very least you could enjoy the interaction between him and Ray. Once again, I, you know, I actually did enjoy the interaction between him and Ray. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's 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 characters who are playing off of each other. Yeah. So like that's more your jam. Totally. Yeah. I I thought that was that was all kind of cool and interesting. Um, 
so there were things to like in it, but like to me, I that it's just way longer than it has to be, and yeah. it's just there's too much. And like you said that the thing that if you were to cut something to make it like a much tighter, like two hours or hour forty five maybe, um, like you would need to get rid of the storyline with. Sorry, I don't really know the characters' names. Uh, Kelly Tran and John Boyega. Yeah, so Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, which is a shame because I I thought those were both really good performances. And yeah, like that's the characters. thing. I, it would have been a shame to lose them out of the movie. So I guess make them more important in because it did feel like they had a separate plot. So there seems to be three plots in the movie. There's the, like, uh, like getting Luke to kind of join the fight and then, like, Rey figuring herself out. Like, that kind of Rey's storyline. Mm. Then there's, like, Poe's storyline of basically trying to learn not to be an, an asshole. And I think that I find really boring because I... W- I don't. I didn't find Poe's story very interesting. That's the one that I could have lost. But I know it's really important, and I know you liked it because it's like a smack in the face to that sort of Han Solo, like I'm a rogue and like I do what I want, and yeah. like that kind it's of like masculine cop yourself on. energy. Like, yeah, but just because that masculine energy is so boring to me in the first place, right. I just don't, I'm not even paying attention. Like this is my plan, and this is my plan. We gotta do this. We gotta. I'm like, ugh. I just it just goes it goes over my head. It bores me. Right. I'm just not into it. But I guess because he was kind of, I felt like in the central plot because right. the real main plot of the movie is them trying to escape the Empire. Yeah. So even though his his learning not to be a dickhead is probably the least important storyline in terms of... Because at least with like Rose and Finn, it's kind of learning more about why the Empire is bad and why they need to resist them and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So that is kind of more central to the plot a little bit or yeah. the overall plot. Whether or not they like this one ship escapes it didn't need to happen I guess in my mind yeah um, but in terms of even just but it like, was the main plot right right but in terms of like which world I was more interested in spending time in like I thought their side adventure where they went to that like casino world was kind of cool and like rode those creatures but like, in a weird way I felt like that could have been a separate movie on its yeah, own yeah I guess so yeah maybe maybe but like the, I was yeah, I was at least more interested in that than whatever's going on with, like, Space Wars. I mean, that's what it is. It's Star Wars, It's right? Space Wars. And I'm not yeah. into it. <laughs> like, that's the part that I'm not into. But, like, that is the main plot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's... So, you know, I think you knew that I wouldn't like it. No, but I, 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 but I also was, like, I just wanted to kind of at least have that conversation with you about, like, the actors who are in it, what you think of them, and then, like, some of the the plot lines are in it like did the movie do a halfway decent job at like those plot lines and I think the only ones that you would say yes on is like the whole Luke Ray plot line is kind of like okay that was good um you like the characters of Rose and Finn but didn't really care about their plot line yeah and then you didn't even like the Poe Dameron character no. or his plot line no so like so it's kind of like almost like a 50-50 yeah. trade off in like and, what was good for like, you and that I've seen Oscar Isaac and other things and have thought he was like really good but I feel like his character is very plain nothing for it just bored yeah it's like bored. standard like hero guy yeah like I'm a guy like great 
Yeah, and I think that I think this movie tried to make it more complicated and, and therefore have a little bit more depth, but I think at the end of the day it just meant like, you know, he learned to be a better hero guy. Like, is really not not that interesting. Yeah, really. no, exactly. And now, right, because now it's redeemed him and now he's like really great and he learned yeah. his lesson. Because in a weird way, like he's responsible for a bunch of deaths, but like he keeps shaking it off as is like, but it was worth it. And like he never really like feels bad about yeah, the death all that Laura much. Yeah, and even Laura Dern's character who had a fucking fabulous outfit, by the way, like everything from the hair, you know, right. to the dress. I really want that gray dress. She was like, he's a troublemaker. I like him. Yeah, they could have so just like he's a real dick. We need to get yeah, rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be great. Could they just throw him off the ship? Then I would have been paying attention. I would have been like, wow, okay, shit actually happened. Yeah, that's that true. I if they actually, expect. if they actually told him like, okay, we don't want you in the rebels anymore. Yeah, like, like go all the way. Like fucking yeah. throw that dude off the ship. Like I don't know why we're keeping him around at yeah. this point. Yeah, and then you could have had it like, whereas the third movie, it's him like actually redeeming himself and making him useful to the rebels. No, I think he should just be floating in space, and <laughs> we should like watch his frozen corpse go by. And, so like, you were, you were thinking about the shipwreck dancer of like shoot him out of yes! a cannon just shoot him out of a cannon alright yeah. so that was that was your last thoughts on Last Jedi and then we watched uh, we watched that first and then we yes. watched Point Break yes and uh, I got the impression you you would say okay so what out of monkeys how many monkeys would you give The Last Jedi five five monkeys so less than average yes is that right yeah. yeah. So if and now listen, I'm not a film critic. I'm not studied in this. No, but it's for your, your own personal I preference. Feel. Yeah, your personal um, preference. Yeah. Yeah. Five. So that's five. And so, so let's just can we talk about I was thinking about this in the bathroom. I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, because you we were talking about how many monkeys you would give it. I really like the monkey system. I yeah. think twelve is a nice number to work with. Now yeah. here's how I feel. Just like the star system, like four stars, which is kind of what I grew up with. It's what uh, Siskel and Eber did and so with with that system, three is the recommend line. Three stars means I recommend it, right? Okay. Uh, two and a half means I just quite don't. You're saying it's a little better than average. Maybe it has something, but I can't quite give it that thumbs up. So that's okay. the star system. So I feel like, and if we're going like numerically, right? Yeah. I feel like eight is the recommend line. Yeah. So eight is solidly I recommend. Okay. Right? Do you would you agree with that? I think like yeah. I think I think it's it's a line where you could say like. Listen, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's you're not going to hate watching it. But no, it's not the same. To me, no. So I think we disagree about what, what an 8 or a 9 means, because I felt like you were sort of acting like 10 is the recommend line. Whereas I think 10 is like really saying, no, this is approaching greatness. No, is, see, like, like, no, 11 or 12 is approaching greatness. No, no, me. 12 is like, twelve. how can that be approaching greatness? Like, 12 is... Indisputably okay. great. Well, I would say ten is like a really solid, good movie that I, I, yeah. I'd be shocked if anyone didn't like. To me, eight is a movie that I think you know everyone would like, but it has flaws. And then I think a movie where six is like I'm like I don't know if you'll like this or not. Like I got some enjoyment out of it, but I genuinely don't know if you could like anybody like mm. is the you there. So I feel like that halfway point of six to me is kind of like it's fifty fifty whether or not you're gonna like this. Whereas I feel like t- like a, 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 an ace is like, I think you're probably going to like this. Okay. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I see yeah. it. Yeah. So, so okay. So if you were to do like a thumbs up, at what point, what monkey level is the thumbs up? Eight? I would, I would say seven is a hesitant thumbs up and eight, okay. is, and eight is a, like a confident thumbs up. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like that's, that works for me. That's kind of how I would do it. So I would, I would give this like an eight or a nine. Okay. In a sense of like, I, you know, it, but it's that thing of like, if you like Star Wars, 
I'm confident that you'll like this. Yeah. You know, I, see, seemingly there's a lot of, you know, fanboys out there who didn't, but, you know, fuck them. Um, and, uh... Well, like, you know, if you don't like it, whatever, you don't like it, but I can't believe that they were so abusive to some of the actors who were in it. That's yeah. the part that really... Yeah, and the director as well. Being abusive yeah. as a director. Like, you, should, you can't be abusive to anybody involved in this. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. stupid. But, yeah, if you didn't like it, fair enough. I mean, I can understand some, anyone not liking a movie for whatever yeah, reason. That, that, yeah. But if you're, like, that angry about it, and the reasons that they're usually angry about it are dumb to me. such bullshit. So, uh, so that's a, that's that's a separate thing. But anyway, um, so in, um, that's our level for the Last Jedi. Yeah. What is uh, what are your feelings about Point Break? Okay, um, so Point Break was fun. Point right. Break was very fun. There yeah. was a lot to like there for sure. I liked it more than I expected. Okay. But similar to Star Wars, and I have to be honest because I was, for I would say, I would say Point Break, the first and the second act really liked it. Right. Started to lose me in the third, getting too action-y, and I just get bored because I feel like I know... I don't enjoy watching a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Because I know how it's gonna end. But that's, like... Okay, but, like, so... It's just t- it's just a matter of taste, right? Like I watched a freaking Netflix Christmas movie today. I know it's not good, right. but I can watch something like that and enjoy it. I know what's going to happen beat for beat. Yeah. But I I I wouldn't say it's a great movie, and I wouldn't recommend it to really anyone who was. But but I like it. Like I just like existing in that world or it's, in that plot. Even it's like junk food. It's, you know exactly. it's not great for you, but like exactly. it's still it's still nice. Exactly. And so this action movies are junk food that I don't. Really really like yeah so um but i would say like that's not to say point break is your typical action movie it's not but like, I, I would say because you're saying the third is when you let there's a lot of action in the first two acts so there's yeah, still action that you're quite happy with yeah. in that. But I th- i'm trying to think of what is the action in the in the third act which is basically like it's it's when they start doing the skydiving i feel like that's when they lost you that is when they lost me very good um and it's it's possibly because like it's they spent a long time in the skydiving of like woo this is amazing I'm so free and so happy and you were just kind of like okay whatever yeah like I think like the the idea of it was cool but then too much time was spent on it right and then even the skydiving itself just because it, it was kind of cool but then once they come down from it and this and that and this and that and then isn't there even a second skydiving scene that's when I was just like oh my god yeah. Yeah, so uh, I could see where I can, I guess I could see where you're coming from, because it does kind of change tones. I think things speed does, up a right? lot. They speed up, and it's you're not spending time enough with with the characters and like. But I think it's some of the cool stuff happens in that third act too, though, because like I think it's very cool when, because in the third act, that's when uh, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves know who each other are. Yeah. Like, Keanu Reeves knows he's the bank robber, and Patrick Swayze knows he's the cop. And they still interact with each other with that, like, weird tension where, like, he brings them skydiving, and is he bringing me to kill me? Like, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So I think there's still some cool character stuff happening there. Yeah. And then there's also that, like, thing of, like, where, like, you know, Keanu Reeves is then being, like, black... Well, not being blackmailed, but, like, held to ransom because they've kidnapped Laurie Petty. Yeah. And so there's that whole kind of thing of like I'm tr- I'm going along with this even though like I don't want to be because I'm just trying to get her safe. But you yeah, but you know what I think I would have preferred and I and at that point in the movie maybe expected and wasn't given. 
I didn't want Patrick Swayze to be that much of a bad guy. And the movie did turn him into a real asshole. I sort of That's liked... True. I really liked more the idea of... Because what they were doing, the ex-presidents, right? They weren't killing anyone. Yeah. They weren't. They were robbing banks. They were doing their thing. You know, they were living their own life. They, like, weren't giving it to the man or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't... That makes you, like chaotic but that doesn't make you evil and i almost would have preferred if he was chaotic good or chaotic neutral and then the tension was more of like about like which like i'm the lawful guy you're not we find we're attracted they are and they are like not necessarily sexually but but like they're attracted to that in each well or at least keanu's attracted to that in swayze i think swayze's uh He's, He's met- attracted to the chaos in him, yeah, really, not yeah. the lawful in him. Yeah. And I would have enjoyed it more. I didn't like that Swayze turned into such a bad guy. And actually, I think that's what lost me. So, because he was he became less interesting to me then. So I'm wondering at what point uh, is is the, the no going back point. So is it when he... What they did to Laura Petty. When, when I see so when that... So when he had her kidnapped, that that's, was it. Now you're completely a, a shithead. Now you're he tried, bad. He tried, now to, you're bad. he tried to give a speech about like how he hated that this was happening and like he didn't but want you to have but to do come it. On. Like, but you don't believe it. No! Okay. Of course not. And I don't think Swayze, who's a very good actor and it's a great performance, I don't think Swayze played it that way. I think Swayze played it as this guy really doesn't give a fuck. So is that a reveal then? That yeah. That it's kind of like, how this was. was all an act? To me it was. This is all to an act. To me it was. Okay. And I think that's when it really lost me. Because it became a lot less uh, interesting then. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool though. I like that that's your thought process on it. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you. Because we were talking before to like our friend Bevan, who we played D&D with and stuff. Like she was telling us before a session one time that she really hates the very, very ending of the movie where, uh, and folks, if you have, I'm not going to care about spoilers yeah, when it comes to this. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, like the movie is like <laughs> 28, 28 years, years old. yeah. Um, but uh, at the very, very end where he, like Keanu lets Patrick Swayze go out to the surf, most likely to kill himself. To kill him, yeah. Um, she hates that because she's like, no, he should have been brought to justice and that should have been, like, the cathartic ending. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, but maybe this is my chaotic side showing. If not for the shit with Laura Petty, at, like, and, well, no. I mean, we also, we Laurie did see Petty, him, just Sorry, Laurie Petty. We also see him, it wasn't until, it wasn't until the third act where he goes in my eyes, goes bad, right. right? Because he does shoot people then for the first time in, yeah. a, in a bank robbery. Yeah. So maybe that was the reveal, actually. So Well, that's well, how no, I saw it. Yeah, So yeah. I, I saw that as the reveal of him because I yeah. felt like, so he was always an adrenaline junkie. Right. And I felt like that this was him kind of going over the edge because yeah. he was always an adrenaline junkie but controlled. Right. He kept within the safe boundaries. But it was not only within, right, exactly, within safe boundaries, within moral boundaries. Like, uh, like yeah, it's it's morally wrong to rob a bank. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But, come on, like it's a fucking bank. Like fuck you. But you know? it, because he went because he went to the vault, he put them in. But it wasn't even so much that it, it, he crossed a moral line in a way. I think he crossed a safety line. So because he he they were always in and out in ninety seconds, and they always took the money from the desk, and they never went to the vault to to rob the bank. So they always took like a small amount, never got too greedy, and ran away before anyone could come get them. 
he waited longer to go and, and for the first time said, let's go to the vaults. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the point where he wanted more adrenaline, more of a rush than usual. Yeah. Because he had Keanu Reeves in his pocket. He kind of went mad with power yeah. for a moment. Yeah. And that's when everything fell apart on him. Yeah, you're right. See, I was I was forgetting that when I was mentioning the Laura. Laurie. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just call her Laura Petty. <laughs> Um, Laurie Petty. Yeah, no, you're right. That was that was when you know that he's bad. But that's what I didn't like. I would have liked there to be more of like a moral gray area with his character. Well, I I would have liked that better. Well, it's funny because I don't I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but I yeah. had a different reading of it. Okay. Because it wasn't so much that it was revealed that he was a bad guy. I think I believed his speech in the van. I believed that he actually like really hated doing this, but he had lost control. Of the situation. I didn't so, believe it. And I don't think Swayze, who I really do think is a good actor, I don't think that was his choice. I don't think... Okay. I, I really don't. I think it was fake. I think it was a sociopathic. I'm super charming and I can charm you and I know how to say the right things. Right. That's how I... And I, I think he played that really well. I mean, he fooled you. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I genuinely think that you're probably... Not, there's no probably right or wrong on it, but I yeah. think you're probably more accurate in like especially what Swayze was trying to do with it. Yeah. I I I was the Keanu Reeves in the situation. I was just kind of like, <laughs> well, uh, and, and a big dummy. Um, and, and but a very beautiful one. He is a very beautiful and dummy. a very beautiful soul. He, I mean, like that's the that's the thing about Keanu Reeves sometimes is that his bad acting can work. Totally If works. he's the right character. I mean, in that movie, it's yeah. perfect. Because he's, like, just a big dummy who, like, wants to do, like, you know, be, he wants to play cop. And it's endearing. That's the yeah. thing. Like, it's it's endearing because he doesn't come off as, like, a cocky asshole. And I think yeah. that's... Because Keanu Reeves is not... Even though he's, like, a gorgeous man and a rich, successful actor, he's not a cocky asshole. No. And he can kind of only play himself. So he <laughs> is just this, like, really endearing character. It's true, it's true. And it's a great it's a great kind of opposite to Swayze, who is incredibly charming um, and just oozes charisma. Uh, whereas, like, yes. Keanu's kind of like a charisma-less puppy dog. <laughs> yes. And, and Swayze oozes charisma, and I think he oozes intelligence as well. Yeah, like, yeah, you feel and like that he's... kind of social power. Yeah. Swayze's the best, man. Oh, I fucking love him. He's really, really good actor. He really yeah. does. So uh, what would be your monkeys for Point Break? Eight. Okay, so you reckon solid thumbs up to anybody. Like, yes. I feel like anybody could watch this and yes. be happy with it. Solid Not the best up. movie in the world. Solid thumbs up. But anybody would enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. No, it is a good movie. It's I love that. And I, I mentioned to people in work the other day, and they were like, never heard of it. And I was like, how could he not know Point Break? I couldn't believe that my brother had never seen it. Because my brother is it? such a fucking movie buff. Oh my god, he needs to fucking watch that movie. And we're going to send him a voice message after this okay. where I give it out to him and tell him to fucking watch Point Break. Because it's the best. Alright, so uh, we've got two kind of quick more things to, to, to talk about before we wrap this up today. Um, so you mentioned before that we watched a Christmas movie earlier on today. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, and it was like one of those bad like made for Netflix movies. It was like The Christmas Prince. And we watched it because you had, because it was December 1st today, and you mm. had a bit of a hankering for those Hallmark made-for-TV movies that are seemingly always based around Christmas. Totally. They and have a million gonna, of them. We're going to have to be watching at least one a weekend until Christmas. Fair enough. 
Um, there's how many, how many weeks? Okay, good. Yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> but it's not like, it's not, we don't sit down and watch it, right? It's something we we're have on in the things. background while yeah. we're doing things. So 100%. that's what it's perfect for. Um, and we kind of recognize that, like, up until this point, when we had actually watched the Hallmark <laughs> movies, because there's not many of the Hallmark ones on Netflix. Oh. Netflix have started to churn out their own. But when well, we go a lot to- of them were Vanessa Hudgens, surprisingly. Yes, she's like a Netflix Christmas star. But the Hallmark Christmas star, upon all Hallmark Christmas but she's just a Hallmark star in general. That's like, true. She'll do a Hallmark movie for any season. Yeah, it's true. Is Lacey Chabert. And for those who don't know who Lacey Chabert is, you do know her? You do. You know her. Gretchen Wieners. She's Gretchen Wieners from uh, Mean Girls. Um, and in a bunch of things, yeah. really. But uh, Mean Girls is probably her most famous role, I would yeah. say. And she's great in Mean Girls. She is. Oh, she's like one of the like the standouts, really. Yeah. Like her. Well, they're all famous freaking great in them. But I, I would say her and then... Um, Rachel McAdams? No, see, the, the, the funny thing is, Rachel McAdams... Rachel McAdams is so good in that movie! But Don't the, play! But no, but the thing is, like, her mean character, I think anybody could do that wrong. Because you no. just have to be a mean bitch. No, no, no. Disagree. No, no, no. I don't agree with that. You say the same thing about Meryl Streep's performance in The Devil Wears Prada. No, these were really layered performances, and she really hit something specific about a a sort of queen bee persona. Like, no, no. She 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 was was a bit dead. No! Oh, you're so wrong. But saying that, though, I've seen Rachel McAdams in a few movies now, and I'm never that impressed by her. So I, she's just whatever she's doing, it doesn't uh, like vibe with me. I don't, I don't, I don't see what's so great about her. I think she's. I don't think she's made a lot of great career choices recently, but I think she's very talented. All right. Well, uh, I would say her and Amanda Seyfried is what who I was gonna say because I think the two of them kind of steal a lot okay. of the film. Okay, she's Amanda Seyfried is great in that. Fantastic. Like I said, I think every performance in that movie is top notch. But I like if we're talking about easy characters to play, it's easier to play the the dumb, wide eyed one who has all the funny, dumb blonde lines. But I think you can overblow that role real fucking easy. I think you can. Like I can think you can like goof that up real fucking easy because it's a hammy role. Like oh my god, I'm so dumb. Like you can you can really over, do that over the top, but I feel like she doesn't. I feel like she actually plays it in a in in a in the right sense, and I think that's why I'm kind of I guess more impressed by it than Rachel McAdams. So I don't think you can be over bitchy in her role. I guess when role. it comes to Amanda Seyfried, I'm wondering if it's you who's impressed or if it's your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Uh, we were talking about Lacey Chabert because yes. she's in a million of those movies and I feel like she's always playing... If you told me that in every one of those Hallmark movies she was the same character... Oh, yeah, and she might be. I mean, because we did, we did discover that it's like a lot of sequels. So I feel yeah. like maybe she's only like four different characters but she's been in 28 movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we inspire everybody to like actually just like... Just do a deep dive. Do a deep dive. On Lacey Chabert. And you were, because you were saying, you were like, Hallmark just owns this woman. She's like, pretty much, <laughs> like if you look at her IMDB page, there's some voice acting work, which is outside yeah. of that. But anything that she actually features in for the last 10 years, and she's in several things a year, 
they're all Hallmark productions. He's in a Hallmark TV show, yeah. Hallmark movies, some movie sequels by Hallmark. I, and I really want to know what she's getting paid because I yeah. hope, like, I hope she's getting paid like very well. But it feels like that old movie studios thing where people yeah. were just contracted to like you know Universal Pictures or like United Artists or whatever, and to like a fifteen picture deal, and. The last time that can you, I kind of saw that was like Chris Evans was signed to a nine picture deal with Marvel to, to do all those Captain and America movies. And do we movies. know when he got paid for that? He got paid like a hundred million, million or something that like that. That would be my guess. Yeah. I don't think Lacey Chabert is getting a no. hundred million from Hallmark. No. But I'd like to know what she is. I just really want to know like, what her I contract hope, like, is. I hope she's getting great money because like I, I think she is and based on like her performance in Meme Girls really because I haven't uh, not that she's not good in the Hallmark movies. We watched but a few not, of them. But, uh, like, and she does a good but job. I couldn't, but I couldn't tell you which one of her Hallmark movies we watched. No, like, me neither. No, I watched a bunch. And we could watch them again. We still wouldn't know. <laughs> but like, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like if I were her and I was getting this like solid work with, and I'm sure it's like a great environment because she keeps coming back, right? So yeah. it must be good. Like, I totally understand why you would keep coming back to that. But in terms of like growing as as an artist yeah it's I don't think, tough yeah but i feel like it was her and like wasn't the the chick from like sweet valley high also like one of the oh the, the blonde one yeah i feel like she's the in twins? a bunch of them as well one of the twins but one like remember twins. only one of them really kept on acting yes and the other one who's in them um who who i also like and i also think is a really good actress and and was um gave a very good performance in Clueless, Elisa Donovan. Yeah, she's in a bunch too. Yeah, so they have their blonde, their brunette, and their redhead. That is and so they're very just true. like, does this movie call for blonde, <laughs> brunette, or redhead? And that's how they decide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of them that we noticed today, which is a great title, uh, is Pride, <laughs> Prejudice, and Mistletoe. And then there was one that I think is an even greater title, Love, Romance, and Chocolate. Yeah, and the reason both made in one year of each other. By because way. like that one's not even a play on anything. It's like these are the three main things the movie's about. It's like yeah. if Point Break was called like bank robbers, surfers, and cops. Like this is just like the three main <laughs> and ingredients. And skydiving. Bank robbing, surfing, and skydiving. Yeah, bank it's, robbing, it's, surfing, and skydiving. Yeah. Like it's just like what are the three main things in your movie? <laughs> and like how are love and romance even that different? Like this is very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they teach you in the movie. This is what the difference wow. between love, romance, and chocolate. and chocolate. I feel like I know what the difference between chocolate and love and romance is. I'm not Although sure. I love chocolate. Yeah. I don't romance But you don't chocolate. romance it, and that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we wanted to give a kind of a shout out to Lacey Chabert just for... Shout out. Just shout out to her. <laughs> and then um, the last thing was the kind of a thing that I wanted to bring up. Because it's been bugging me, and I've kept meaning to have like a Twitter rant about oh, it. Yes, okay. but I was like, no, Twitter's not the best place for this. My podcast <laughs> is. Uh, so I'm. Wait, book- sorry. Can I ask why Twitter's not the best place? I, in a certain way, don't want people to necessarily respond. <laughs> But you realize people can respond to a podcast. It's true, but much less okay. will respond. Yeah, it's just not the same. I get I get what you're saying. It's not yeah, the medium's different. And plus I feel like I need more time to like get the thought fully out. And okay. I think I need to bounce it off you as well a little okay. bit as okay. too. Yeah. Um to, to be for it to be a fully formed thought. Mm. Because uh, part of it seems mean. Um yeah. so I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan and um uh, We're Brooklyn Nets. We're Brooklyn Nets. Um, and like that is from a song by the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. And they heavily, 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 heavily associate themselves yeah. with Notorious B.I.G. Totally. And they have like Their jerseys inspired yeah. by him, and like they keep mentioning him and pretty much everything they fucking do. What's his real name? 
Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace. Wallace. Christopher Wallace, yeah. exactly. And uh, he died 20 years ago, at least. Maybe 25 now. Um, yeah. He's dead a long time. And... Uh, he was 24? He was only a kid, yeah. 24, yeah. Like, he was a young man. Um, and he had released one album when he died. And I think two weeks after he died, his second album came out. So he doesn't have like a lengthy like uh, back catalogue. And he's constantly like deified. Like everybody like fucking blows his dick, his dead dick. And like the Brooklyn Nets like base themselves around him. <laughs> Are they fully based on him? Like they're kind of like, but they're, they're basically he's their mascot in a way. As like, you know, showing excellence in Brooklyn. Like he's like who we all aspire to be in Brooklyn. And I'm like, but he's not even like in the top five rappers to come out of Brooklyn. There are yeah, so I many mean, I don't amazing know off fucking the top rappers. Of my head, but I bet there's tons well, like of amazing. The, uh, like Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. Is Q-Tip from Brooklyn? He's from Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like Love there's Q-tip. like uh, most deaf, like Talib yeah. Kweli, like they're from Brooklyn. Like I mean, I'm I mean? sure there are tons of great rappers. There's, a, there's Brooklyn. amazing, there's amazing rappers yeah. that come out of there. And like, you know, like Jay-Z is from Brooklyn. Right. Like and like I guess like his hero is B.I.G. and because he owned the Nets and brought them to Brooklyn like for a while he's, he doesn't own them anymore he sold his rights. Wait, Jay Z owned the Nets? Yeah, he brought them to Brooklyn. So he wow. he he wasn't a, a sole owner, but he was like a like a forty or fifty percent like owner at one mm. point. And uh, so he brought them to Brooklyn and that was kind of like his part of his big move and, and mm. um, he promoted them and still promotes them to this day to a degree and so Biggie's obviously a hero of Jay-Z's uh, yeah he's like who he would have looked up to and so that's why I think a lot of it was to like pay homage to him and like blah 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 and he'd be a contemporary of, of... He, yeah. he would have been when you say contemporary is that someone is, that's not the same as a peer because someone who's a peer is on your level right I guess yeah I mean maybe contemporary can use that I'm, I'm can be used that way I'm thinking more like age wise I feel like there's maybe five years in the difference between them but I don't think that is probably takes them out of that yeah kind of, like, like, no, like yeah like Jay-Z I guess maybe is a little bit younger yeah but I wouldn't but say like, by a lot Q-tip Q-tip's probably the same age Q-tip would be about the same age yeah yeah, yeah. maybe actually a little bit older yeah you know because I think he might have been yeah no he would have been around the same age yeah because yeah. I, I, I can look I, all yeah. this up but like yeah well, let's not let's not let's not do it because <laughs> I'd say Biggie was born in 1970 well he was like 24 when he died and was that in like 92 or 93 oh okay so he was born like 68 67 you're doing maths better than, I'm, I'm not, not even I trying I actually probably am not doing I'm not even right. trying to do the maths at all <laughs> but anyway that's not really super important but again it's just it, it frustrates me because I think musicians over and over again, they're made out to be better than they were because they died or more important than they maybe were because they died. Because like we look at Kurt Cobain, like, you know, they had, I think, three or four albums of Nirvana. And then like suddenly he's the he's rock Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer from The Doors, uh, Jimmy Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison. Um, like the Doors weren't that important of a band, yeah. But I still see fucking Jim Morrison T-shirts everywhere and yeah. shit like that. He's still fucking like, oh my god, he's he was the greatest. Yeah. Taken before his time. Right. And I'm like, 
this shit happens beca- yeah. this, because they don't get to live long enough to start making the, the middle of the road old man albums. Totally. Totally. And it, and it bugs me because they would have. Yeah. And it, like, they so, would have, yeah. So if you look at, like, because I think the easiest way to like see the difference is if you look at the Beatles. And so John Lennon is still like, you know, the greatest there ever was. And like, he was like, he was like so creative and like so perfect. And like so troubled and so like mm. you know amazing, and then Paul McCartney is made fun of because he yes. got to be forties and fifties and make music, and so he made the Frog song and he made simply, simply heaven a wonderful Christmas time. John Lennon would have made that same shit song eventually. Right. He would have. No, absolutely. It reminds me of do you know you know that poem. It's a very famous poem. I think it was read in an episode of Dawson's Creek. Um, it's a uh, one of the greatest shows of all time. <laughs> to an athlete dying young. And it's like, smart lad to slip betimes away in fields where glory does not stay. And it's about, like, and there's a line in it too about the name dying before the man. And it's basically like talking about dying when you're at your peak. Right. And so it's not that these people didn't reach greatness. They did. Like, you know, these, they it's were not like popular. he was some fucking rando, you know. Yeah, like they he, were popular. He did reach greatness, but like he died at his peak and the name, the name didn't get to die before the man. Right. Like, you know, so I think it's, it's that. But it's not to say that they weren't great. It's just that they they died at their peak. Yeah, and so I guess in my mind is, is that like if I it bugs me I guess that it means that maybe their name lives on longer than it would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Because you know if he just like then made a couple of shit album and disappeared. Yeah we wouldn't be talking about B.I.G. in quite the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same with, like, you know, Jim Morrison. Like, how many fucking bands of his heyday were as big as The Doors, but disappeared mm-hmm. and nobody gives a fuck anymore? I don't think we'd talk about Jim Morrison, really, at all, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that he died. And so I think it takes away from the folks who, like, who continue to make good work and probably have a bigger back catalogue which I think is probably more impressive to me that you were able to make 40 years of good work because I think if R.E.M. died uh, when Automatic for the People came out Mm -hmm. those guys I swear to fucking God Mm -hmm. would be held up as like gods in music making Mm -hmm. but they went on to have like some good and then some okay albums right? um, and they're still around but like They'd be they'd be considered like my generation's queen. Yeah. Like everyone talks about Queen as if like yeah. they were fucking amaze balls. Like at the time they were just like okay and doing okay. You know, they weren't like, you know, gangbusters. They weren't their Beatles of their generation, but like now everyone just still like people who were who were born after Freddie Mercury died still talk about Queen as like, Oh my god, they're the best. But they wouldn't have if like if they were still going. Yeah. I don't know. It but that's the, the No, the I thing get that it. It's me. that deification that happens. Yeah, but um but yeah, like I'd still you know, I'm sure that Michael Stipe Stipes? Yeah, Michael Stipe. I mean Mike Stipe. Stipe. <laughs> I never know if it's a plural now. No, one it's Stipe. Just one Stipe. Michael one Stipe. Okay. I'm sure that like he'd rather be alive than. <laughs> I hope so. Sometimes I wonder what Michael Stipe though. He's a generally grumpy guy, and I feel yeah. like there's some days where I feel like he wishes he wasn't here on this yeah. earth. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he's happy about being alive. This is very true. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Do you? Is there anybody who comes to mind when you think of that sort of person in the acting world, where like people? Because uh, I'm talking about musicians, but you Heath think Ledger. It, yeah. But like once again, like that was like, it's crazy too. Like Heath Ledger was only I think was he 27? I think he was actually 28 when he died, but he was 27 or 28. Right. And then he got the, the Oscar posthumously and, and all of that. But, but in the acting world in general, I actually think, because it's hard to, to really qualify any art because it's all so subjective. Right. But I think acting and the politics that go into Oscars and all of that, I think it's particularly like nonsensical and ridiculous. So I get more, I get angrier at the people who are alive <laughs> and hailed as being great when I fully disagree and think it's a hundred percent political. You know, like Natalie Portman or Leonardo DiCaprio, who I just think are beautiful. Well, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is beautiful at all. He was once, I guess. Um, yeah, he was a beautiful kid. Yeah, but, like, but it's even, like, I, I even watch him now, like, when I was seven, I definitely had a huge crush on him, but now if I look at Titanic, I'm like, how was I looking at this guy when, like, Billy Zane and Victor Garber are here? I mean, what? <laughs> well, you haven't developed your daddy issues at that point, so... <laughs> I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think I get, I get angrier at stuff that's just, like when I feel like it's just straight up not deserved and it's just a hype machine. But this is what you're talking about. This is a hype machine, in a sense. In a, yeah, like, because like, a, 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 a hype... That's on a by hype, death. Yeah, a hype machine can go into, like, overdrive because someone died. Yeah. Um, because, like, I wonder... I haven't seen any James Dean movies. Have you? I think I watched Rebel Without a Cause when I was, like, nine, and I don't remember it. Well, yeah, I feel like that's a movie when you're nine. Yeah. It's just not going to mean anything to you at yeah. all. But, like, I wonder if, like, the hype machine is about him as well. Because I feel like he was a oh, pretty face. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But people talked about, like, how oh, he just had such a presence. And I'm like, but did he, though? Yeah, and I don't see... <laughs> like, and, like, Marilyn Monroe... Now, I, I like Marilyn Monroe, and I think... Well, but once again, it's like, why do I like her? Like, she's become a legend. Like, she's just become, like... There are all these quotes attributed to her on the internet that are not real at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, there's just all this weird stuff around her. But what I was going to say about her was she was working for... So she died when she was 36. Okay. Um, and so she was working in movies solidly for maybe 15 years at that time. Oh, like, wow. you know... So she did have, like... A bigger catalog. Yeah, whereas James Dean, I'm not sure. Maybe he like, did, I just don't know. I feel know. like he just did, like, four movies yeah. and was like, peace out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like Brando, even though... Well, Brando's... Is he dead now? He's dead. Is he? I don't even oh, know if Brando's know. dead. I feel like he's dead. I feel like he's dead. I, I don't know. I'm... <laughs> I wonder if he went in the 2016 calling. I feel like he was part of the calling in 2016. No, I feel like if he went, he went much earlier than that. Either he, I feel like if he went, he went like. No, he got to be old though. Oh, he got to be old. If he went, I'd say he went um, like 10 years before that. Okay, I'm looking him up. He died. Oh, he did die in 2004. All right. So he was born in, in tw- 1924. So he got to be 80. 80. So he got or to be quite old. Depending on his birthday. But he was one that I weirdly feel like. Because he made a couple of movies when he was young and hot, and yeah. it was like, he's so amazing. And then when he got older, he was like, oh my god, it's like even better now, because he's like weird and like fat and like... And still hot. And like, <laughs> like, I don't know what it was, but I never got the love of Brando. I never got it. When he was... Yeah, I'm having a think. I mean, in my opinion, when he was young, just physically, that is one of the most physically attractive men. <laughs> 
Well, I just talked about, I was thinking about talent, but all right. Like, it was yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause there's, like, de- there's, uh, it's such a weird thing to say a presence, but like, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Cause I think the only actual Brando movie I've seen is Guys and Dolls. Oh yeah, which is a weird and movie for Brando. And the thing about him is, like, he has a funny little voice, doesn't he? Like, doesn't he kind of have well, a funny kinda, little voice? Well, he kind of mumbles a lot. Yeah, and like it works really well in like The Godfather. But I remember I recently just like there was a scene from Guys and Dolls on YouTube, and I was like, oh, let me look at this, and I, it struck me as strange and not very right. It's, he seemed like he's still got like a sore thumb in that movie. Yeah, but also like him and Sinatra, they you could tell they hated each other. Oh really? Yeah, and apparently there's a bunch of stories about them hating each other and really? like yeah, and just like getting aggro with each other on set and shit because they had very different like working habits as you could probably imagine. Like because yeah. Brando's a real like method guy. See, and that shit just pisses me off. Yeah, anything. Uh, yeah. Like grow up stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of stopping, um, yes. we should probably cut a, cut a, cut a halt here. Uh, and just for the record, you're much more handsome than Marlon Brando. That's not blatantly not true. Yes, it is. But I appreciate. It. You can see from my pictures uh, that I'm not because. <laughs> what pictures? Well, I mean, like if you look at my maybe when I was a younger man, uh, but even then I don't think I was. No, I'm definitely not. What am I talking about? What? I'm definitely not as pretty as Marlon Brando. You only get, baby, you age like a fine wine. No. You only get more and more better well, looking. Well, my birthday photos, I think, show, like, the the, the, the aging decrepitude of my face. <laughs> the decrepitude? Of the last nine years has not been a good time. Oh, please. You, when we, two years ago, we went to a wedding in the States, and you got carded, and I didn't, and you but, were six years older than me. But that means nothing. That was just, like, the woman didn't even notice you, I feel like, or something like that. Like, Thanks a lot. Uh, alright folks so we will be back in the future for another episode of Fever Talk where two people from across the Atlantic who got married and now live together and chat to you from a microphone in their living room Uh, until next time where were you I just thought you said worlds I was like where world you where world you where will you? When Santa. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs>